Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts today. Joining me, we have, as always, the dream team, Andrew Matrone. What's good, y'all? And joining us <laughs> as well. I thought you were going to say something else after that. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Joining us as well, we have Whitney Bess. Hello. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do the, the board. The gang's back together. We normally do the board. We do the applause. Yeah. After oh, yeah. we introduce everybody. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Wrong, I, I, wrong one. Wrong one. You'd think I'd know by now. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, last week we took a break from the podcast so that we all could celebrate, I guess, you if you want to call it that, in 2020, yeah. Thanksgiving, um, and give ourselves a chance to eat a lot and not feel self-conscious about yeah. being on a camera. Um, before we jump in, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? I know it was a weird year, but Whitney, what, what'd you guys do for Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was so strange. I feel like everyone put their good faces on, but yeah, my Thanksgiving wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest, some family stuff. Did you did you at least get to eat some good food or? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I, I ate turkey. Conrad cooked or what? Uh, Boston Market cooked for a little best asshole. Yeah. Andrew, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was it was good. It was it was it was weird. Uh, it was just me and Jerica and and the two kids and um and our our oven broke two, uh-uh. two days before Thanksgiving and I couldn't get anybody to come out and look at it and so literally. I had to, I had to smoke my turkey on our charcoal grill. All of our like, oh. all of our. Uh, you loved it though. Yeah, I kind of did. It, it was enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. but, and all of our like casseroles and all that I had to do on the grill. Yeah, which is not a convection oven at all. And so it was, it was such. <laughs> it was a pain, but it was one of those things where where the night before me and Jerick were like, look, this is not we're what we were expecting, it. but let's let's like really figure out how to really enjoy. And so, I don't know. It was it was a really peaceful time. And what's your favorite casserole? <laughs> green bean hands down green bean casserole yeah it's pretty good I don't know like anything potato-y cheesy buttery yeah. I'm like my arteries are fully it. clogged after <laughs> this past week but what about you Connor? Know, Connor we uh we were planning on just being by ourselves in our townhouse and then um we were able to see Aaron's parents um but we we kept it small kept it to us four and, and Ezra and so it was great. We we went over there early, did all the cooking there, and then just watched football and and ate. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so it was good. It was, it was all that all that we could have asked. for. I am a Cowboys so. fan, and we got smashed. You so did. That, you did. My you gosh. Did. So that kind of actually, you know, my Thanksgiving sucked. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope everybody listening had a great. Thanksgiving. I hope you were able to see some people yeah. and that you weren't sick or dealing with the vid. Um, but we're going to jump in. <laughs> we're going to jump in uh, to our podcast today. For the past month or so, we have been in our relationship series. Hey. Yeah. 
are talking about love, singleness, dating, and sex. And so <laughs> I feel like you always have to emphasize sex. Yeah. Um, so we have kind of just been doing like some of our thoughts on how, how do you manage your singleness well? You know, what do you do? How do you optimize your season or your period of life where you're single? What's a good way to date? Like how do you date and honor God? And then a week, last time we did our podcast, we talked about sex, the role of sex, um, how strong and powerful and good sex is and how wounding it can be if right. it's used improperly. And so we've been talking a lot um, and we've been fielding all throughout the series, your all's questions on anything to do with relationships. And so today we are going to answer your questions that you have sent through our Instagram. So today we are doing our second Q&A, but our very first relationship Q&A. And hey. so... Mm. We rapid might, fire. Rapid fire. We might spend some time on a few questions that that spark some conversation, but our goal was you guys sent in a ton of questions, and so we're trying to get through as many as possible without making you sit here for four hours and listen to us. Yeah, yeah. and we have loved the engagement. Um, yeah. Our our like listeners and viewers has has increased quite a bit um, yeah, throughout so, this. And so it's been pretty thanks awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sending mm-hmm. it to your friends. Hopefully it's helped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and, and for listening. Mm-hmm. I listened to you and I broke up my boyfriend. Bro. <laughs> I hate my life. Now he hates you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so like I was saying, we uh, collected a bunch of questions on our Insta and we are going to jump Right. And this is kind of a I don't want to say funny question, but when we were sorting through the questions, it actually sparked some conversation between us all. Mm-hmm. The first question um, that was written in and just for your privacy, we won't say who wrote it in. We won't we won't throw it <laughs> your, your Insta handle. But <laughs> yeah. um, the first question we got was this. Is it OK to pray and do Bible studies together when you're dating somebody? So you're in a relationship, you're you're not engaged, you're not married, you're just dating. Is it okay to pray together, to do Bible studies together, to do your devos together? Is that a good thing, bad thing, neutral? How, how do we feel about that? Okay, I've only seen this go really badly. Okay. So <laughs> let me if you if you have done this really well, please reach out because I'd love to hear your story. But more times than not, I hear a lot of stories that are like we did all these things and then you kind of spiritually rely on that person because here's the deal. Once you're married, you don't really have that security and relationship until you are walking down the aisle. So mm-hmm. like like scripture even says, like you're not promised tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so I know for me and what I did was I didn't really want to have that spiritual tie to someone mm-hmm. until my marriage day and wedding day. And um, so I think like for you, I would just like he- proceed with caution mm-hmm. is my advice because once you cross that line and you're reading books and you're talking about um, verses and you're doing like a book study and praying, like it can be very comfortable in it's, it's it is it's connecting, yeah, and it's really connecting on a on a very intimate level. Intimate, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I would agree that I I feel like more times than not I have seen it kind of be a little bit strange. Yes. And a lot of times I've seen um, where one person has a close relationship with the Lord and they want that yeah. other person to have that uh-huh. and it can almost yeah. 
become manipulative a little bit of like mm-hmm. I need them to get to to my level and so yeah. I'm gonna make sure like they're doing their devotions and I'm gonna be there <laughs> yeah. um, breathing over their shoulder yeah so yeah. I, I I think that like doing uh, like life groups together like doing those kind of things with, with, yeah. with groups like allowing other people like go, go to church together like worship next to each other open your Bibles next mm-hmm. to each other at church um, or if you like watch online or whatever I, so I, I I would never say like this is wrong yeah. right. but I think the proceed with with caution um, I, th- I think is it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's wrong. I, if I'm being honest, I think it's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> and I don't know why. Connor like, the yeah, hammer. But like you, you would, you would think that it, it shouldn't be. But for right, some reason, right. it kind of does yeah. feel that. I, let, yeah. me, let, let me put it like this, and maybe this is telling on my relationship with my <laughs> wife. Aaron and I, don't. all of ours. <laughs> I know. We don't do that as a married couple. Like we. We yeah. read our Bibles. We <laughs> right. do, we we read books and we discuss them, but mm-hmm. we don't sit down together and say, "Hey, you and I are reading through Romans together or whatever." Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it for 20 minutes, then we're going to discuss and then we're going to pray. We come together and pray about things. Mm-hmm. We pray for, for our 100%. daughter, our future, family members, and talk friends. and process what God's doing. Yeah. In yeah, 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 but I don't know why there's just something that feels we I guess I'm just like, "Why?" Why yeah. why can't two Christians who have their own relationship with God kind of, you know, get to know each other naturally? I guess I just don't know the point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. hey, we're going to do this Devo. We're going to pray together. It's like, okay, well, if, yeah. if you know people that you want to pray for together, do that. You yeah, because it's like my, my relationship with God is my relationship with God. Yeah. And your relationship is your relationship. And so that's how me and my wife are. Like we have very, very different mm-hmm. rhythms in how we engage with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Yeah. yeah. I think you said um, yeah. this. You read in the morning. So do I. Aaron mm-hmm. kind of reads in the afternoon or like before dinner or like whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm a first thing in the morning kind of person. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Aaron would hate that yeah yeah so it's it's good to come come together talk about what god's doing in your life that's awesome yeah um but i think be like designated we're gonna sit down and do this uh-huh yeah i don't know it's not I, wrong but it's just i don't know it's just yeah. like it's not necessary yeah i would say too so i work with high schoolers andrew you know this like would you give that advice to a high school student what, because I know I talked to a lot of high school girls who are like, oh, on retreat, this boy prayed for me. And there was such a spiritual moment we had together. And like, I just really thought that God would honor that. And it's just like, what are you saying? So I would just say like, if you would give that advice to a student, probably not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would never tell a teenager <laughs> <laughs> to do devos with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. When do you see that and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're like, you probably cringe. do other things after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's my but, answer. But, but seriously. Moving on, right? Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next. Okay. So, so like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. Is, it, is it okay to pray and do Bible studies? Sure, but we're just going to judge you for it. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, it doesn't hurt, but it can at the same time. That might so. have made someone really, really mad, but you know yeah. what? That's fine. Yeah. DM Andrew, my child. Yeah, let, honestly, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear your story. Yeah, yeah. it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just, I don't know. To each their own, I guess. Right. All right, second question. Um, I'm a Christian dating a Muslim. Is that okay? No. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's not because uh, you are better than that person. It's not right. because they are worse than you. Mm-hmm. It's because those beliefs align very, very differently. Now, there might be some things that are nuances of, of each one that you feel like you can maybe connect on, that there's a higher power, that mm-hmm. whatever. 
Um, but if you are a devout follower of Jesus Christ, you do not date someone who's who believes in has different beliefs than you mm-hmm. or isn't a believer in general. We talk about this all the time, like unequally yoked. Um, so I just think that you're walking down a, a dangerous path and you might sit here and be like, no, but like we talk about and they're such a great person. I'm not saying they're not, mm-hmm. they're a bad person. Um, but what we're saying is that the beliefs are such a strong foundation for so many of the things that we do in our lives. And I mean, if you think of future, like in a future way at all, like futuristic, to think of like your kids one day, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you both are devout believers of two very different things. That's going to cause some challenges, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. later down the road. I mean, you're, you are saying that you believe that Jesus is God. He's the only way to know God. And he, that all of us, no matter where our background or where we come from, are sinned and flawed. And that it's only through Jesus that we can be saved, forgiven, and know God. Like that should be the most important and radical life-changing thing in your life and mm-hmm. and and not in a pity way but like in and you you should want to share that with the person you're dating that that doesn't see Jesus in that light and doesn't feel that way but but to brush that off is okay to like not worry about or not not you know like kind of have an issue it I don't know it, it's kind of like it is Jesus the most important thing in your life or is it just like kind of a cool thing that you was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm forgiven. Like that's great. You know, like Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, you're just gonna be beating your head against a wall over and over again. Like I to me, I guess uh, I'll say this. Your relationship only has so much depth. Mm-hmm. Like your faith and what you believe can open some of the deepest parts of who you are. Mm-hmm. And you just will not have depth or intimacy with this person in a way that you can. Mm-hmm. And, and that will be your relationship for the entirety of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this might be really intense, but there is um, a Levitical law. Bring it back to Leviticus <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I read it. Uh, this was maybe a year ago, maybe. And I was like, oh, but basically I'm paraphrasing. But this law says that... <clears throat> Like, if you're an Israelite, marry another Israelite. And that sounds, like, really racist and can be like, what is the – see, I told I told you God was racist, you know. But really what that meant was that God, God wanted the Israelite people to marry Israelite people so that they stay the course, they stay the mission, they showed the world what it was like for God – to be God used the people of Israel um, and showed his faithfulness yeah. and that Gentiles now can receive God. Um, and it's shown all throughout the Old Testament, not just for Jewish people, but it was through marriage and through their devotion to God that they could actually receive God as righteousness, whatever. Anyways, um, all that to say is God knew that, you know, that there's some people's stories in the Old Testament that they, they didn't follow that. And the course of their life was veered off. They would go and serve other right. gods. They would go and do other things. They would, they wouldn't live out their purpose, yeah, full of what God it fully intended for your life. And so to say, like, oh, can I marry um, an, someone from another religion? Absolutely, you can do whatever you want. But will it be the fullness? Kind of counter what you were saying. Will it be the fullness story of what God? wants to show his character through your marriage? Probably not. Yeah, and, and so, someone might ask the question, well, like, 
am I am I sinning by continuing to date this person? Am I if I were to get married <coughs> to this person, is that is that a sinful thing? Yeah. Um, and I think that Scripture makes it very clear that do not be unequally yoked with somebody. And so I, I do think that you're going against um, a very strong stance of, of Scripture. Yeah, I, I would just say it's really unwise. And if it if you're not facing problems right now, you will in the future. Because just, yeah, you're just— there's just a level of intimacy that can never be there. Yeah. So yeah. is it okay for a Christian to date a Muslim? I would say no. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Third, Next. Qu- third question that we have. Is it wrong to use dating apps? We live in a digital world, and right now everything is digital because we cannot see other human beings, can't even go to restaurants. Um, is it wrong, in your all's opinion, to use dating apps? Um, are they good, bad, neutral? What are what are your all's thoughts? What do you think, Connor? Yeah, what go do ahead. I think? I, I think, yeah, I think dating apps are, they're great if you, if you can use them with integrity. I yeah. think, like, um, I think there's a tendency to to oh what am i trying to say to uh objectify people on dating apps mm-hmm. i mean because let's just be honest i if i'm being totally honest i've never used one or opened one but <laughs> you know everybody knows the swipe right or whatever like your first initial gut instinct is are they attractive and we talked about it either the last podcast or the one before it, it, <laughs> while it is important. <laughs> while it is important to be attracted to somebody like <laughs> Um, uh, you're just making these really quick snap decisions off of like, do I think they're hot or not? Yes, no, yes, no. Um, when, you know, this person could be so layered that you like love their personality, love who they are. So I would say if you, if you can do it with integrity, if your heart's in the right place, if you're not just looking to hook up, I mean, I I have the Bible app and I use the Bible app all the time. Doesn't make you know, it doesn't make the Bible wrong just because it's an app. If it's an easy way to meet somebody and you've got integrity in what you're looking for in your relationship, I think it's I think it's great if you if you go yeah. in with the right heart. Yeah, and I think at dating apps, like what you said, it's a heart posture. Because I know, uh, <laughs> I I mentioned this on a couple of podcasts ago, but I set up a fake profile for my older sister, which she's married now, so I can say this story. Um, cause I really wanted to find a date for her. And I said on the profile, I said, this is Courtney's sister. Um, I'm looking to go on a blind date. <laughs> I know it's so bad, <laughs> so, but it was a full-time job. I was like, geez, you have to be committed. Comrade would be like, what are you doing? I'm laying in bed, like swiping right, swiping left, trying to talk to these guys. <laughs> Next question. Is it okay? <laughs> Is it okay to have your yeah, sister? Don't friend? do that. Don't left word to the wise. Do not no. create a fake profile. <laughs> Anyways, do not condone this behavior. It, no, yeah. And I felt so bad because the guy that I thought I was setting her up with was a good guy, and he ghosted her. So I don't know. <laughs> I think that it does create that rolodex of well, I didn't really connect, so like I'm never really gonna talk to you again. Next, and so I'm just like, yeah, just. Be a good person, like be a Christian when you enter into a dating app. Don't don't go on ten dates a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think really, I mean, this is our mo talking to young adults all the time. Of like, look, 
here, here are the things in, in life, but you have to decide for yourself yeah. and have your own convictions on, on what you think. Like, and so I, I'd ask you, if you're asking this question, what's your conviction on it? Like, do mm-hmm. you feel, do you feel in your spirit, like the, like a check of like, you know what, this is, this is not for you. Yeah. Or did you feel like when you pray about it, just like you're going to enter into any potential relationship, cause you're going on that to look for a relationship. So before you enter into that, you, you need to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And if you feel like the Holy Spirit's like, no, go. Yeah. Um, swipe, baby, swipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I would say, like, what's your intention behind it? Um, is this something that, like, you're really serious about and you really feel God put in your heart? Mm-hmm. If you have any inclination of, like, I'm just lonely, mm. and I, I, I just want to, like, talk with somebody or, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be Get validated. validation. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're a fellow out there, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> <laughs> and you may disagree, but deep down in your heart, you're not disagreeing. That 98 or 99% of guys who are probably on dating apps are looking for a quick hookup. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I don't f- fully know that. That may not be scientifically backed. Mm. Um, but I'm a guy, and I know a lot of guys. And I know a lot of young adult guys and teenage guys. And I'm like... Mm, I'm not fully trusting those. So, <laughs> so, anyways, I, I would just say like buyer beware. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is a dating app wrong in and of itself? Absolutely not. No. It's it's just like dating in our modern world. Yeah. But just just like if you found somebody at church or at work or whatever that you're interested in, like there, be smart. Like mm-hmm. you know, put yourself in good spots with yeah. it. Don't. Don't yeah. hide behind it because it's easy to like not respond to. Yeah, because you could yeah. find a you could find someone at church who ends up being a dud. Yeah, or yeah. a perv, or you know yeah. what I'm saying, like where you saw him <laughs> yeah. worshiping God with all his heart, and then you went out on a date and how yeah. he treated you, or what he asked you to do, or what he asked you to send, mm-hmm. or he like yeah. There's yeah. all of that out there. So, like you said, like just have vision for it. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of wisdom and discernment. Anytime you enter into any potential relationship, because uh, we all know the hurt that is mm-hmm. oftentimes waiting right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Okay. Can I give the guy listeners just a little bit of tips on online dating platforms? Do Go it. For okay. It. Here's the deal. You guys need to be a little bit more original. I'm just calling you out. <laughs> Every single guy on these dating apps have a picture with their Either like nephews and nieces, oh. pulling little heartstrings with the girls. Okay, we know what you're doing. <laughs> or they're um, on a mountain or holding a beer. Okay, if you have those three pictures on your profile, please change them. I'm I'm like helping you out here. Okay, <laughs> be a little bit more original. There you go. What? That, maybe this is a weird question. Probably when you were <laughs> when you were swiping right for Courtney, <laughs> were there were there any things that you were like? This looks like a normal, solid guy. Was there any, like... Yeah, okay, so... Oh, she's going to say a guy with, that had a picture with a dog. <laughs> Actually, that was another one. It was the, the dog. Yeah. The dog pieces. on the mountain. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, okay, there was... The few things that really stood out were real-life pictures where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is actually who you are, like with friends or whatever, and... Uh, another one that I really liked was too was um, job pictures. Job pictures. Yeah, I'm like, you have a job. That's what I like to see. Okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so don't don't Photoshop yourself and get a picture of yourself working. And maybe it'll 
Maybe it'll help. Post a picture of you next to your mom. Yeah, that's actually sweet. I did. I did like that. (laughs) I did like that. (laughs) Some guys like legit taking notes right now. I was like, that's that's good. (laughs) Thank God. Thank you. Never thought of that. Yeah. All right. So yes, use dating apps. Just don't do it stupidly. Okay. Um, Next question. Oh, I love this question because I'm sure a lot of people might disagree about this. (laughs) How do you know if you found? The one. How do you know if you found the one? (laughs) Okay. So this is going to be really simple. And it's this. Do you respect him or her? Period. And I think obviously with like relationship with Jesus, that should be number one thing. Um, But we're kind of past that at this point. Do you respect them? And I remember, so my grandpa actually just passed, which is probably why my Thanksgiving wasn't that great. Um, And it was really hard. But, you know, just all the uh, memories just flood back into your mind. And I know one thing that my grandpa would always say is like, especially when we were in the dating years, was like, find someone that you can genuinely like respect. Like, even if you disagree with that, I'm like, can you respect them? Um, is he like a man of integrity um, that you can trust that? Um, and vice versa, like, are you a person that's respect worthy? Are you living your life um, dressing a certain way that commands respect? Um, and I know that this is just another like cute little tagline my grandpa used to say, but he's like, my goal in life is to make your grandmother happy. And that comes by respecting one another. And so I would just say like, if you're, if you're dating someone, you're like, really why you ask that question is like he's kind of my project you know like I, I like him there's the good things he's charismatic he's charming he loves Jesus kind of maybe I don't know we're trying to figure it out but like no like do you can you see a lifetime of like being like I really respect you mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I think that's good <clears throat> how do you know if you found the one I think it's pretty simple I think it's when you put a ring on their finger and you say I do <laughs> Uh, that that is now the one. I know I've got I've got some friends that are in ministry um, that believe in like the one one of like since you were born, God has set somebody apart for you. And I think in some ways that can be true. Like God knows the beginning from the end, even mm-hmm. though He doesn't like force things to happen. But I don't think that like your your life is just swimming through this world looking for that one person. I think like you could marry a lot of people and you could be with a lot of people. And what makes so somebody, Connor doesn't believe in soulmates. I do not at all believe in soulmates. Let's whatsoever. get Aaron on the phone. She doesn't either. Um, but I do believe that. But yeah, yours, she married you. I'm just kidding. I'm a want want. Where's that button? Oh. Uh, no, but I believe that once you're married. Your soulmates and your, I believe in it in the extent of like that. That's what covenant, that's what standing before God, that's what pledging your life to somebody creates. But mm-hmm. I don't believe that's out there until mm-hmm. you make that. Yeah. It's a so, choice for yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And some people agree with that. Some people don't. I don't think you can biblically prove one or the other. Mm-hmm. So you can disagree with that. But I think you, you found the one when you say I do. That is your one forever now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Great answers, guys. Any other thoughts <laughs> from the Boston Red Sox over there? <laughs> no, no, okay. I, no, those, those are great. Yeah, I, I, I do think the. I actually like that the that I really respect this person. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I, I think that oftentimes people are like looking for someone to fit their life. Yeah. Perfectly, um, but like, do they fit? Like, 
like maybe you're a pastor listening to this, or you're a single pastor, like, is, is she going to be like a great pastor's wife? Yeah. Is she going to like yeah. fit? Well, can I tell you that you may not be a pastor the rest of your life, and mm-hmm. so the girl that you was the great pastor wife, but you weren't really sure about everything else, well, you're not a pastor anymore, so she's not a pastor's wife anymore. So yeah. I think like, do you respect this person? Do you, do you value them? Are uh, there things about them that just like stick out differently than like every mm-hmm. other quality that people had? Um, I, I don't know. So I, I think those things are, are important because if you're like, does this person fit my current life, my current situation? Yeah, maybe. Um, but in two years, it's probably going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when you have kids, that's probably going to change. So yeah. do you respect this person to be like, he's going to be a great dad one day. Mm-hmm. He'll be a great provider. Um, he loves his family. He cares. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think th- those kind of things. And and honestly, I think the Holy Spirit, we always go back to this, but I think the Holy Spirit always continues to speak. Like yeah. people always ask, how do I know if God's speaking? Well, does does God keep affirming certain things? Like, yeah. Um, not just like in one moment, it's like keeps affirming it. So mm-hmm. does the relationship keep getting affirmed by God, even yeah. through trials? Does God keep affirming it? Um, mm-hmm. Then I think that was for me and Jerica. I just felt like time and time again, over some ups and downs that we had, I just felt like God kept affirming mm-hmm. this woman in my life. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like the respect. My grandma always says time and gravity take their toll on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you respect them and love them, then that's awesome. <laughs> Connor always has to throw in his I little, <laughs> like, wait, what did he just? Just like, think about oh. it. Time and gravity take take its toll on everybody. Um, all right. So how do you know if you found the one? There's your answer. All right. Next question. How do I trust somebody I am in a relationship with? How do I trust them? Mm. Any thoughts on how to have trust and build trust in a relationship? Well, I, I think trust is built. Like, like, like you mm-hmm. said, like, how, how do I build trust? Well, it, trust just takes time. Um, and I think that that's why we have to hold our relationships at such high regard, not on a pedestal, but it was such high honor and, and high respect um, because trust is, is – uh, can can be easily gained. You know, if you have a lot of hurt, usually the more expectations you have of, of mm-hmm. future relationships. But um, I think it has to be built, and you mm-hmm. have to take time to get there. That's why sometimes when people, like, date for a few months and they decide to get married, mm-hmm. that that's fine. And, and I've seen it work a ton of times. I've seen it work a lot. Um, but I've also seen it not work great. And that's why I'm like, man, just sometimes it just takes time to see people in different seasons. How does someone function throughout a whole year? Yeah. Because um, trust does does take time to mm-hmm. be built. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing, trust. I know for me, <clears throat> I just in dating, um, I was like, I never really thought someone would like fully know me. I don't know why I thought that. Um, to be like, fully known like really scared me. Um and so that was kind of a question that I had in dating. So it's a really good question, whoever asked that question. Um, but I fully can say that a part of my story is, yeah, it was time. It was seeing, oh, like there's little moments along your dating journey that's like, wow, you showed up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it put brings down your guard a little bit. And I've always kind of been, maybe been a little bit more like judgmental towards the people but also like deep down, maybe a little envious of people that are just so like trusting of other people. Um, they can like jump into a relationship and be like, just immediately trust. That right. was not, that is not my story. Um, 
But yeah, if like you're trusting of people, like protect that. Mm -hmm. I love that. If you can naturally just, yeah, I trust them. I'm like, I don't know. I think that's like really special. But for the majority of us, I feel like trust comes with time. Yeah. And, and the scripture does say guard your heart because yeah. everything you do flows from it. And so, so we're not saying like put up these gigantic walls, but you have to yeah. have a time with somebody where you do have a guard mm -hmm. over your heart. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the more like honesty, transparency, mm -hmm. vulnerability in a relationship mm -hmm. builds trust. I mean, everything you guys said has been right on point. Like you have to build it, but I think how do you trust somebody? Just be honest with them. Expect them to be honest with you, and then, mm -hmm. and then allow allow it time to build. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another one. Moving on, we've got we went from how do you found how do you know you found the one to how do you know if it's time to let somebody go? <laughs> the season of heartbreak. The breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say if you ask that question, it's probably time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's, if that's yeah. bouncing around yeah. your mind often. Then there's <clears throat> yeah. your sign. Yeah, I, that, that's that, that's how I feel. Like um, when, because I, I think that we have this this false narrative that we should always have this like joy and excitement and all yeah. these things about, and like there's not as much excitement. But I, I I do think that there does sometimes it's like man, this just feels like a, a constant burden. Like mm -hmm. we just aren't on the same page. And I'll go back to the the whole thought of like if this is a reoccurring theme and you yeah. keep feeling like every time you walk away from that relationship you kind of feel like relationships should should like yeah fulfill and not not all, not all the time there are seasons where it's like really just difficult mm -hmm. um that probably happens more in in marriage and maybe like in the dating season but um but I, I do think if you kind of have been feeling that for a while and you kind of every you get these pictures and mm -hmm. you feel like god keeps affirming every time you pray you're like i need to break up with this person mm -hmm. just do it yeah. In a loving, yeah. kind of way, the best. I don't know. Good there's, luck. There's, there's no, no really yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no easy way to do it. No. But, yeah. It, but you know, in your heart and in your head, you know. I, I just think like I think what's funny is I think guys, and and this could be wrong. This could totally be judgmental, but I think guys have less of a problem of letting people go because it's just on to the next thing. But girls, and I. I I think it's like maturity, honestly, like have this desire to like work through and push through and fight for something. And so mm -hmm. there, there's a point in your relationship where it's like, hey, we're, we're figuring out differences and we're working out stuff. And I think for everybody, every situation is different. Obviously, if there's a, abuse, verbal abuse, whatever, like yeah. if they tear you down and whatever. Yeah, run. Yeah, mm -hmm. run. But like if you're figuring stuff out and – you're figuring out points of view on life. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Do you want a family? Do you not want a family? I I think it's just okay to work through some things and then just be like, you know what? This is a great person, but mm -hmm. we're just not, mm -hmm. we're just not on the same page. And it's, that's okay yeah. to, to not be on the same page with somebody and to, to call it off. Guys yeah. have an easier time letting someone go until they let them go and that girl starts dating somebody else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then a guy cannot let their relationship go. So ladies, if, Papa John's yeah, if, if, right. If, yeah. if a guy has broke up with you and then you start talking to somebody else and that guy comes back into the Don't picture. Don't fall for it. Yeah. Don't it's, fall for it. It's, it's pride. It's ego. <clears throat> yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. Um, Cause I did that once before and it was purely <laughs> out of pride and ego <laughs> and it's ugly. 
really oh, ugly. Oh, no. He does not want you to be over him. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. are like, yeah. And so you've moved. They oh, lay we, the we, hooks. This could be a we, this, we could talk about this. We one could for talk. A while. About wow. <laughs> yeah. Some girl. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that right now. He hit me up over Thanksgiving because he's lonely and he's sitting yeah. at home. Miss you. Yeah. yeah if you, if you get the chair beside Thanksgiving or Christmas, like, yeah. hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's we're entering we're, we're entering into that season. Yeah. Where, yeah. And not to make light of it, holidays can be some of the loneliest times yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you've just come out of a relationship, yeah, like Andrew's saying, you're a lady and that guy texts you a few days before Christmas, day of, that is that is purely a I want you to miss me, mm-hmm. not I miss <laughs> you kind of thing. <laughs> That might sound harsh, but that's it is terrible. what it is. Uh, okay, I will say this. Getting off this topic. And we're not saying that's 100% time, but 98. 98%. <laughs> oh Go ahead, Whit. I will say time is so precious, and I give this to every single person that's having issues. I say six months, if you're not vibing it, if you guys are fighting all the time, cut it off. Because most people won't listen to me, and then they wait a year, they wait a year and a half, and this bad relationship they keep fighting don't work it out don't work it out don't work it out and then they have to process through this long relationship they've gone through a lot of life together at that point a year and a half that's a long time yeah and so i'm like count your time as like your bank account okay Mm. (laughs) like are you gonna waste your money on Mm. something that's really not gonna end good for you Mm. no you wouldn't do that with your money with your resource a lot of people would (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, no, that's no but I think the same thing. Like, why would it, why wouldn't you count time the same way mm-hmm. as your finances? Yeah. So I would just say six months is a good tell time mm-hmm. sign. To of, let him go. Yeah. In the rear. View yeah. Mirror. And the thing is, is once you break up, once you let him go, there's not like, oh, we're, it's forbidden. Never. You. I mean, you guys just said, don't don't talk to him <laughs> again. Not don't talk to him again, but just but be smart. A lot if it's people, Christmas and they're they're just now texting you, they're not trying to reconnect. Yeah. I if, would if, say, if it's though, like a what are you doing tonight kind of text. Yeah. If they yes. really, if, if they, they'll, they'll call and they'll have healthy conversation. And you yes. Can, yeah. yeah, I would. Wouldn't you guys agree with this? That most people probably have a season of breaking up before they get back together and get married. I would say a lot, maybe two thirds yeah. of the married, marriage, married, married, <laughs> married people I know have broken up at one point. Yeah, in their me and Jerry did. Aaron, exactly. Aaron and I did multiple times. <laughs> yeah, we, we did, did it. We <laughs> did it. Bye. I'm the expert. But you have Just way more marriage. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm totally kidding. No, we right. actually. Um, I I, I remember. We actually broke up with with a lot of intention uh, because we actually were trying to figure out, okay, we're like getting really serious right now, but we we just don't know if this thing is right. Mm-hmm. And and so we actually took like I think it was two weeks or three weeks to yeah. like just really pray and we and kind of like separate for a moment. And we we're like, if we get back together, this is it. Like we're yeah. gonna get married, and, and we did. Like when we decided, like after those few weeks, like we're we're in. It was like full fledged. Um, three months later, I, I proposed, and mm-hmm. you know. So, so what would you say to that person that's in that season? Like, okay, I've let that person go, and I'm like a little scared. Like, I'm kind of in that. Oh, I want to get back together, but I don't know. And this went too fast, maybe, and now yeah. we're slowing down. What would you say to those people? I, I I think like like everything, you have to just be open handed with it. Um, with with God and just be like, 
I got, I'm just going to trust you with this relationship. I'm having a really difficult time trusting you with this. I, I want to control this. Um, so I got, I'm just going to like go open that. That was what we did. Um, and, and it paid like really great, great dividends for us. At mm-hmm. least in that season, it kind of fast tracked that season instead of us like for the next six months. We're like, are we, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's, good. it's tough, man. Yeah. That, that season is tough. But once you get married, you're married. Yeah. Yeah. And so take all the time that you need. Yeah. Yeah. No rush. Yeah. No mm-hmm. rush. All right. Moving on. I know we've had you guys for a little bit. We'll have, we'll have a few more questions here that we'll Connor, try to feel free to skip round. whatever whatever yeah. ones you want. Um, I think this is important. <clears throat> here we go. How do you support a person you're dating when they deal with anxiety and depression? How what's a good mm-hmm. way to support somebody? Can I can I jump in on this? Yeah. yeah. I think I think that unless you're married, um, don't become a crutch to that person and mm-hmm. don't have a savior complex. And and yeah. this is what I mean. There's a lot of people who almost like thrive on being the answer to somebody else's problem mm-hmm. until you're no lo- you're not the answer anymore. And so th- this might sound harsh, but what I mean is that love this person, support this person, be in their corner, pray for them, listen to them. But you're not their healer. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is their healer. Maybe a counselor is is an avenue to their healing. Right. Um, but when you're dealing with somebody who has anxiety and depression, I went through a very real season of depression. And if I'm being honest, there was nothing Aaron could do, nothing anybody could really do. It was something that God and and you know talking to professionals had to bring me out of. And so if you're with somebody that deals with that, love them, be kind. But don't think you're the solution to their problem. Don't right. think you have to be the answer, and don't think that. Don't don't swoop in and try to be yeah. the hero because that yeah. can, that can create dependency issues, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then you're in a whole other world of and stress uh, problem on, on yourself as well. I, I think that if you're listening to this, like the the three things I think are so important with this um, is if that's you, be available, be consistent, and be encouraging. Like yeah. Be available. The, the the loudest voices in someone's life are the most consistent voices. So mm-hmm. if someone's really consistent in my life, they're going to have a loud voice in my life where I'm going to yeah. listen and hear them and then be, be encouraging, um, validate. And then the more that you're that, the more times you're going to have opportunity to speak truth into them. Mm-hmm. Um, where I have some friends that have a lot of these kind of things, I'm, just, I'm consistent with them, but it opens doors for me to sometimes be like, look, bro, mm-hmm. it's time for you to... I'm going to challenge you, you know, mm-hmm. so I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that. I think the only thing I'll add to that, all that, is one of my mentors, she she kind of said, you know, if you're, especially as a girl and you're supporting your uh, fiancé, boyfriend, it can be your tendency to, yeah, want to <clears throat> save them, put their needs above your needs. And that's a that's a noble thing to do every once in a while. But sometimes if if there's like a constant – feeling or thought or some place that you need to work on your relationship and you keep swallowing it because every time there's like maybe like a anxiety attack or a bout of depression or whatever and you keep swallowing that feeling and burying it and pushing it under the rug that is just going to come out eventually Mm -hmm. and so um I don't think it's necessarily good to just be like I'm feeling this uh, and then say it and then they're like oh my god I'm like having an anxiety attack because you just did it in really poor way. I think you learn a lot of tact, 
but to still say, you know what, I'm still a person and I'm engaging in this relationship and to say, okay, I need you to be a little bit better in these ways for me because I'm swallowing this feeling and we need to work on these areas. So I think it's still okay to bring up your stuff too, even if you necessarily don't struggle in the same ways. Yeah, because yeah. it's a relationship. It's it's yeah. two sided. Yeah. Um, both of you have have struggles, and um, so if that if that is you, and you're the one who's like the constant, like I'm always this, and I'm always bringing it, like find other avenues. Yeah. Um, to go get counseling or find other people, because that, that is a lot to throw on um, your significant other of like mm-hmm. all day every day. Like that's just a lot to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, okay, I think this is a good one. How do you stay a team when a problem comes up instead of fighting and always being in a one v one situation? Mm. So basically, when a problem arises, how do you approach it? How can you tackle it as a team instead of being divided and then end up fighting each other as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, Chad Brugman used to always say this: um, in, in a in a marital fight, there's no winner and a loser. Yeah. There's only two winners or two losers, mm-hmm. and and so me and Jericho like we we really when we get into arguments, if I just want to win, mm-hmm. like we do not win as a yeah. couple. Yeah, um, it feels like you win in a moment because you were right, mm-hmm. but you you actually lose. You mm-hmm. both lose. Um, and so I, I think that that's like a really important, that, that statement. I think about that all the time if me, when me and Jerica have like little fits or little arguments, yeah. I'm like, okay, how, how bad do I want to win right now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. is, is it worth this thing sticking out for a long time? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, so I think you just have to really decide, like we are a team, one loses, one wins. Nope. We both lose. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we either both win or we both lose. So. I, th- I think having that um, that thought behind it, I think, will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And help it, you swallow your pride. Yeah. When you're not talking about, like, sin. Like, if there's, like, if he's, like, tre- doing stuff that's, like, oh, no, this, there's a clear right, right. winner here <laughs> uh, to, like, help to, yeah, fight for the right thing. That is different. But what, what you're saying, I love, like, especially – Gary, his dad, was our premarital counselor, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, when you're dealing with emotions, no one is right or wrong. So if you're an emotional person, your emotions aren't right, and they're not wrong. They're mm-hmm. just indicators. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times, like for me, and when me and Conrad are going back and forth, round and round, he might be right. But I'm like, okay, but how you're saying, what your how your tone right now mm-hmm. is making me feel X, Y, and Z. And so and my feelings aren't wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I feel less than I feel talked down to whatever the case may be. And to communicate that. And, and we always go back to, listen, I know I'm not right right now. I know I'm not wrong right now. You just need to hear what I'm saying and then I'll hear what you're saying yeah, good. and then come to solution. So I know that was a huge tool in our communication. <laughs> Yeah. For the yeah, and sometimes you throw that to the wind, and you're like, no, yeah. I, I want to win. Where are the boxing gloves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but every time that I do that, man, it just yeah. prolongs. Yeah, prolongs the fight, mm-hmm. and and usually just ends up getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. Where now you're fighting about mm-hmm. God knows random what. stuff. You're saying oh. you're like, I don't mean, I don't know what I'm saying right now. You're like, are we literally fighting over this? Yeah. Like, we're so far. So yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, we got two more that we're gonna tackle. Um. I, I want to. <laughs> well, sorry, I feel we've got some great questions, we do, and we I want to give them their due. 
Here, I want to I want to touch on this. This deserves so much more time. It honestly could probably be a podcast in and of itself, which mm-hmm. we, we might do in the future. But real quick, I don't want this to go ignored. How do we deal with past trauma, especially in the context of relationship? I know for me personally, I've had trauma in my life that has greatly affected my relationship, my ability to connect with people, with with my wife in some ways. So it's very real. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, we're not going to breeze over this lightly because it's unimportant, but what yeah. are some good thoughts we could give? And then maybe we can come back and address this either in this series or a series down the road where we have like a professional come and talk. But yeah. what is just like maybe a first step in dealing with trauma in your life when it comes to like your relationships? Yeah. And this, this is tough, man. Um, because there's nothing quite like a relational trauma, yeah. right? I mean, you, it just you, marks you. Yeah, you could be in a car wreck and have physical trauma and, and things. But, man, when it comes to, like, relational, emotional trauma, it uh, it dictates a lot about your life and dictates a lot about your, your relationships. And um, th- this is kind of always my, my thought when it comes to trauma because we've all had it in cert- certain levels. No one's exempt. We've all had some, like, family trauma. We've all had some relation. We've all had – we've all done some things we shouldn't have done that created trauma. We've all – had something done to us that created trauma. Um, if we were all to like really lay out some of the things we probably even in this room, we all don't fully know some of the trauma that we've yeah. experienced. Yeah. You know? So everybody has it. And, and whether you're willing to admit it or not, your trauma does um, dictate yeah. certain things about, about your relationship. So here, here's like what, what we know about trauma. Um, and I'll just speak to this for like 90 seconds. And I learned this a lot when I was going through counseling mm-hmm. and walking, like learning about, Oh, I yeah. had trauma, and this is how it's affected my marriage literally 20 years later. Um, but what happens when when you have trauma, say you're, you're 10 years old and something happens to you, somebody does something to you. Well, when that, that happens, a message is sent, whether, whether consciously or subconsciously, a message is sent to you. And that message could be like, um, you're weak, you're you're not good enough, you're not wanted, you're mm. whatever. So a message is sent, and then we make, subconsciously or consciously, because of that message, we make these vows to yeah. ourselves. And so in that moment as a 10-year-old, you may not be able to articulate it, but you make this vow that no one will ever treat me like that again. Mm. No one will ever take advantage of me again. And so then now we have these guardians. Mm-hmm. And so... Now we walk around our whole life behind this guardian, behind this vow. And so I'm going to keep every relationship at, a, at an arm's distance um, or at the first sign of, of any kind of hurt, I'm going, to, I'm going to turn and I'm going to run. So we have these moments of trauma. A message is sent to us. All sorts of messages are sent. Um, and then we make a vow, whether conscious or subconscious, and then those vows become our guardian. Mm-hmm. So that's a long explanation yeah. to to, to try to good, yeah. to try to give mm-hmm. some context. Like that's what's taking place, and you can hold on to these guardians your entire life. Yeah, I was thirty years old when I realized, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been doing. So all that to say, like you have to allow yourself to go back to yeah the root yeah. Um, and oftentimes, if you have real like real intense relational trauma, oftentimes that has to you need somebody that can help connect some mm-hmm. of that for you um but it, it is something that has to be dealt with or it's going to affect yeah. you 
you know. Throughout. That, and that's really good to like fight to have that self-awareness yeah. <clears throat> enough to be like, hey, this is the root. This is the trigger. And it always um, hurts going back there. Yeah. That's why no one. For sure. It really, really hurts to have to open up those wounds mm-hmm. again. Dude, when I started doing that, my my like first three weeks of counseling, opening up some like past, I left every day being like, I, yeah. I feel worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes time. Yeah. But that's where the enemy works, though, yeah. is in strongholds. Yeah. Is that all these things that you're just like, I want to live in denial. That's a big thing for me. I yeah. love living in denial <laughs> of like hurt. And yeah, I don't want to go there yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And But that's where I've noticed the enemy, he has that strong. He knows. Yeah. Um, and that's not to scare us, but to just be like, oh, I'm going to take your tactic away from you yeah um the bible says confess your sin one to another so that there can be healing i think that principle is true not just like with personal sin Mm -hmm. but with things that are messing with you yeah you know and obviously there's wisdom and the the right people to talk to and the right people to get advice from and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but when you carry trauma from your past into the present like you just weren't made to carry that Mm -hmm. you know you were made to deal with it to get it out there to to think through it, to right. work through it, mm-hmm. to, to heal from it. And so um, how do you deal with past trauma? I think, like Andrew was saying, recognize it. Mm-hmm. Don't let the devil play in the in the hidden secret parts of it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it sucks, but you're going to have to face it. Yeah. And it might be a lifetime of healing, but it's mm-hmm. better to walk your life out becoming healed than mm-hmm. hidden and tormented. When there's so much shame in trauma, yeah, right, like um, – not, not that there should be, but but there's yeah. a lot of shame associated with trauma, um, something that happened to me when I was younger mm-hmm. that I carried around for a long time, and I felt really shameful, and I'm like, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. go looking for that. Mm-hmm. That came looking for me. Um, and, and there's so much shame associated with it. Um, and and I, I just want to challenge anybody who's listening to this, if you're still listening, 53 minutes in this, <laughs> um, that, like, you have to allow yourself to expose that, mm-hmm. you know, just like when Adam and Eve um, felt shame. And so they hid yeah. but like God was wandering around the garden. Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. and Adam's like, here I am, Lord. And then God covered them mm-hmm. with garments. And, and I think that some of you listening right now were like, you've been like hiding behind this bush for so long. Mm-hmm. So sh- and God's wandering like, hey, where mm-hmm. are you? And I think it, sometimes you have to stand up and be like, God, here I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is my hurt. This is my trauma. This is like my nakedness. Um, yeah. And and allow God to begin this process of healing. And healing, it's a process. It takes time. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Your marriage is worth it. Your kids, your relationship with your kids is worth it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, that that's a lot, but also not even scratching the surface of, mm-hmm. of the topic of that. Hopefully that's something we can address. Yeah, and if you have future. more questions about it, like maybe we'd yeah. love to hear what, yeah, yeah. so we could maybe get some better advice because we, we know what we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, that that just feels like a good one to end it on. I know yeah. we had a few more questions that we would want to get to. We can do that in a future podcast. Um, any closing thoughts as we as we kind of close out our relationship Q&A? Any, any final thoughts, comments, encouragements? Yeah, you guys had good Warnings questions. Warnings for people <laughs> when it comes to relationships. You're asking the right questions. Yeah. I'll say that. I think you are, yeah. You, all the questions we've gotten are awesome. Yeah. It, it's people really walking out, wrestling through this stuff, mm-hmm. wanting to love God and serve God and yeah. honor God in their relationships. And so 
That's awesome. And yeah, ho- I, hopefully I, this can help. Yeah, for sure. I, I would just say, like, your future self is worth it. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. steal from your future. Um, I listen to Dave Ramsey all the time. <laughs> it. Of course you um, but But he, people, like, have all these, like, crazy financial moments, and they pull out of their 401K. Mm-hmm. That's meant to not be pulled out until they're 62 years old. And Dave Ramsey always says, stop stealing from your future. Mm. Like, do the hard work right now. Yeah. Pay off the debt. Save money. Do the hard. Do not steal from you. That's the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same, like, don't steal from your future. And it's very easy right now to steal from your future and how you engage in your current relationships. And so your future self is worth it. Yeah. Um, your current self is obviously worth it. But yeah. um, your marriage is worth it. Your kids are worth it. Um, so that, that would be don't don't steal from your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you're single, enjoy your singleness. If you're yeah, dating, relax. enjoy it. Yeah. Don't rush yeah, it. Relax. I think, yeah, sometimes there can be so much pressure on dating relationships. And, of course, it's one of the biggest decisions you ever make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's so many of us that get, you know, in the fear and anxiety of am I making the right choice? Am I not? Enjoy it. Trust God. Love Jesus. Stay close to him. And, yeah. and the Holy Spirit will guide you in the right things to do, the right, right decisions. Um, it, it, in some ways, can be that simple. Mm-hmm. So um, as we're wrapping up, anybody want to pray for us? Pray for our listeners as we close out. Andrew, yeah, Whitney. I'd love to. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, God, thank you so much for the gift of relationships and that we can just uh, see it dimly, obviously, for what you've in- intentionally created it to be. Um, but God, just thank you for this gift that we get to share with one another. And God, I just pray that, the, yeah, the words spoken today um, were able to heal some wounds, yeah. um, created some maybe c- curiosity to get healing, um, and ultimately uh, just to glorify you in our relationships. And so, God, we love you so much. Thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you so much for joining us today on the Young Adult Podcast. On whatever platform you listen to, be sure to subscribe. And if you know anybody that this could help in this season of life, share it with a friend. Uh, We love you guys so much. For all things Young Adults, check us out on Instagram or our website at roya.org. We love you. See you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.